Hey guys, it's Leah B from Prestige Veteran Medical Consulting. I'm a U.S. Army veteran and physician assistant, former CMP examiner. I want to come on today and discuss hi hiatal hernia and how that can be related to obesity as an intermediate link and VA disability. So we do this one quite a bit and often hiatal hernia is also related to GERD. We, we see a lot of overlap as well um, with that condition. So what is a hiatal hernia? So um, a hiatal hernia is a condition in which the upper part of your stomach bulges through your diaphragm and kind of goes up into your chest cavity where it doesn't really belong. And I'm going to show a quick picture of that so you can kind of get a, a better understanding of what I'm talking about. So here we go. Okay. So as you guys can see, here's your stomach. Here is your chest cavity up here, a little higher where you can see um, I, I don't have a pointer or a cursor, but you guys, oh, maybe you can see my little cursor moving around. There's your stomach. And then it kind of pops through your diaphragm and you have part of that that just jumps up where it's not supposed to be. So what are some of the most common causes of hiatal hernia? So smoking can definitely, you can, you can have a genetic component where you're born like this. You can have a smoking, smoking can increase your risk, but one of the biggest risks, let me stop sharing here. One of the biggest risks for hiatal hernia is going to be weight gain. Okay. So obesity can put increase your intra-abdominal pressure. That makes sense, right? If you've got a lot of weight um, going on, you got some obesity, it, it just increases the pressure within that abdominal cavity and it can make stuff shove up where it's not supposed to be. So um, we often see this. So some of the symptoms include like heartburn, regurgitation of food, those GERD symptoms, uh, difficulty swallowing, chest or abdominal pain, feeling full soon after you eat, shortness of breath, things like that. So they it can go hand in hand with and be a large reason why you can become very symptomatic with GERD. These are also rated analogously and actually the same BBQ is done for them as well when you go in for a CMP exam and they're rated off of the same scale. So I'm going to get into some of that. So let's talk, but before we get into that, let's talk about how it can be service connected. So from a primary service connection standpoint, you can be rated for hiatal hernia if you were diagnosed on active duty. So if you're diagnosed with hiatal hernia on active duty, then you're probably, and you're still experiencing it, you should should theoretically get service connected. Again, I always tell people I'm not an accredited legal representative. I'm just a medical professional, former CMP examiner. If you need legal advice, you should go seek out a VSO, claims agent, or an attorney. Okay, so we talked about primary service connection and then secondary service connection. Like I said, today I want to talk about that as it relates to weight gain. So I'm going to just go over a couple of my articles that I use so that you guys can go and talk to your doctors about it and ask them, will they help you with a letter? Or maybe you can just work on it on your own, write a personal statement or whatever. So let's see. The first one is an article entitled Association of Obesity with Hiatal Hernia and Esophagitis, published in the American Journal of Gastroenterology. And that found that excessive body weight is a significant independent risk factor for a hiatal hernia and is significantly associated with esophagitis, largely through increased incidence of hiatal hernia and that of intra-abdominal pressure. Let's see, there is another article I use, visceral fat, obesity is the key risk, risk factor for development of reflux, erosive esophagitis in 40 to 69 year old subjects published in esophagus. And that goes in and talks more about obesity, esophagitis, hiatal hernia, et cetera. So then going down into obesity, then we got to look at 
well, how do we tie obesity in? So we've talked about obesity as an intermediate step in several of my videos in the past, and it can relate in this one, just as it can relate in OSA or diabetes or any of the other conditions. So if one of your service connected disabilities caused you to gain weight and, it, and your weight gain wouldn't have occurred had it not been for that service connected disability, then there's a good chance you can show that link or that intermediate step between your obesity. So for example, if you've got several orthopedic conditions and you aren't able to exercise the way you used to because you just can't function and you can't run, et cetera, that could be a reason. Let's say you have asthma and it's service connected and your lung capacity is just garbage and you can't do specific activities. If you've got a mental health condition that causes you to have a social phobia or a binge eating disorder or some kind of issue like that and, and leads to your weight, that can also be tied in. We've talked about some of those articles. I'll throw a couple at you right now. One, reducing calorie intake may not help you lose body weight. Um, that was published in Perspectives on Psychological Science in 2017 and noted that calorie intake um, is the fundamental principle that directs much of public health policy, but that obesity demands a more sophisticated approach than count just counting calories. This article basically tells you that weight loss in the short term, you can lose weight related to dieting, but exercise really is a key component, okay? There's another article that I like to use called Three-Year Follow-Up of Participants in a Commercial Weight Loss Program, Can You Keep It Off?, published in the Archives of Internal Medicine, um, also basically says that the frequency of exercise after the diet program was the strongest predictor of weight loss maintenance. So again, dieting is helpful, but we really, for long-term success, you really need exercise to be involved as well. So moving on, we kind of talked about how weight gain can be tied in to hiatal hernia and how hiatal hernia can be related on a secondary basis to some of those conditions that cause weight gain. Let's talk about those ratings, right? So ratings are always subject to change. Um, but right now, this is rated, again, um, on that same kind of rating scale as GERD and some of those other conditions. And so it's you generally rated at 60%, 30%, and 10%. This is information that's readily available uh, on a, at the 38 Code of Federal Regulation. It kind of tells you some of these percentages. So at 60% level, symptoms of pain, vomiting, material weight loss, uh, throwing up blood or having blood in your stool with moderate anemia or other symptom combination productive of severe impairment of health. The 30% rating is going to be persistently recurrent epigastric distress with dysphagia, pyrosis, and regurgitation accompanied by substernal or arm or shoulder pain, productive of considerable impairment of health. And then the 10% range is going to be two or more of the symptoms for the 30% evaluation with less severity. So one thing I see people get tripped up a lot on is what is considerable impairment of health mean? Well, it's, it's a very subjective criteria, meaning it's it's based on wh whoever is doing the evaluation is going to determine whether they consider your condition to be considerable impairment of health. Things like surgeries, things like, um, you know, again, missing a ton of work, things like it affecting other conditions. Maybe you've got so much regurgitation, it's worsening your asthma and causing a whole bunch of other body system issues. Maybe you've got Barrett's esophagus that has happened, or you've just had a bunch of dysplasia or cellular changes to your esophagus because of so much um, 
regurgitation. It's really just dependent on the person reviewing it. I wish there was a more specific answer of what does considerable impairment of health mean, but it's all based on the examiner's interpretation of your case. So I hope this was helpful about hiatal hernia and uh, VA disability and obesity as an intermediate step. Thanks for watching, guys, and I will talk to you all soon.